0: I sure hope you can overlook the messenger tonight, I can tell you that much. Not one for speaking, I can't, I can't talk very good, I promise you that. I don't have big words, but I do believe that I've heard from God today. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've got your Bibles, turn to uh, Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. I probably won't be bringing a lot of hype tonight. just have a burden on my heart that I want to deliver this evening. Hallelujah. My prayer is that I could help somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were at a concert yesterday, and uh, they had a speaker, and listening to him talk, He had a lot of good things to say, but all pointing in the wrong direction. And it just, my heart sunk as I sat there as they went through the sinner's prayer. And I'm just like, Lord, these thousands of people standing here being deceived. And I began to think of how soon God is coming. And we don't have much time. And the false doctrine is wrapping them in by the droves. And it just kind of makes me think, what are we, do- we, we going to do about it? Just been on my mind, been on my heart all night, all day yesterday, all night last night, this morning. I want to do my part. I want to reach as many souls as possible. I wasn't saved so I could make it to heaven. Jesus said, and you shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost is to, will come upon you to be what? To be witnesses. Hallelujah. And I want to be a witness to this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's not even where I'm going tonight. Just some, I guess, random thoughts this evening. Romans chapter 10, starting with verse 11, says, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then, verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 14, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? If we lay our Bibles down this evening, I'd like to talk to God. I want God to speak in this place tonight. Lord, we love You. Jesus, God, I. Thank- Let's worship him tonight. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated this evening. Praise God. I had to say thank God that he put a man of God in my life that would preach the truth without fear and without favor. He wouldn't bow to the false doctrine around us. As other preachers would give in, he still stands tall, and he still stands true for the truth of the one true God. We sing about it tonight. Let me tell you who Jesus is. What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son? What is the name of the Holy Ghost? It's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We serve one God, not a trinity. We serve one God and one God only. Hallelujah. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. There's no other God in heaven above that we can be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I still thank God that I have a man of God that will stand behind this sacred desk and declare to us the whole gospel. Hallelujah. There's no other way to be saved but Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the, the Lord our God shall call hallelujah that message is not a stranger to this auditorium to this pulpit in fact the first message that this pulpit ever had preached behind it was the truth was the whole gospel nothing held back hallelujah and i'm thankful for a preacher that would declare unto us what thus saith the word of the lord hallelujah Romans chapter 10 and verse 14 again says how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher hallelujah hallelujah I thank God for my pastor hallelujah praise God hallelujah hallelujah I began studying through the word this afternoon. I began praying today. I feel like God spoke to me a couple, about a week and a half ago about this message. And I began praying up here after pastor preached this morning. I grabbed my Bible and I held it to my chest and I began asking God, put this word in my heart tonight because I want to declare what thus saith the word of the Lord. Nothing else. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God put a shepherd in our life. And that shepherd's job is to feed us. No matter what happens. No matter the response. God has mandated him to feed us. What he has put upon his heart. And what he has spoken to him to speak to us. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15 says. I will give you shepherds according to my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? Jeremiah 23 and 4 says, "I will set up shepherds over them who shall feed them." And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall there any be lacking, saith Jehovah. Ezekiel 34 and 23 says, "And I will set up one shepherd, one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them." Even my servant David He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. John 21 and 17 says, He saith unto him the third time. This is Jesus speaking to Peter. Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus looked at him, and he said, Then feed my sheep. 1 Peter 5, 2 through 4 says, Feed the flock of God which is among you. Taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but in samples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. You understand it's his job to tell us what God says, regardless what happens Regardless if he gets paid for it. Regardless if somebody thanks him for what he has said. It's his job to feed the sheep. God gave us a watchman. A watchman that was upon the wall. Ezekiel 3 and 17. God said to Ezekiel, son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth, God said, and give them warning from me. Hallelujah. He is a watchman upon the wall. He is the man that God has called into this city. I don't know why I felt to preach this. I, I just know what I felt in the Holy Ghost. And I, I, when, I, when I felt it, I had nothing. I had no body. I had nobody in mind. I had nothing. I just knew what I felt. Hallelujah! We have a watchman that is upon the wall that God has given to me to watch out for my soul and for your soul. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Bible is very clear that we ought to submit ourselves to our pastor the man of god hebrews 13 and verse 17 is just one of many scriptures It says obey them that have rule over you and submit to them for they watch in behalf of your souls they watch for your souls this is the english standard version i do a lot of my studying through that bible so i apologize if some of these scriptures come through as they shall give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for it is unprofitable for you it is also declared to us that we ought to pray for our pastor paul on many occasions asked for prayer from the churches that he wrote to romans chapter 15 and verse 30 says now i beseech you brethren by our lord jesus christ and by the love of the spirit that ye strive together with me in your prayers to god for me in hebrews also after verse 17 in chapter 13 says obey them that have the rule over you and submit to them for they watch for your souls as they must give account that they may do it with joy not with grief for that is unprofitable for for you verse 18 says pray for us paul says pray for us pray for who those that give an account for our souls It is mandated that we pray for our pastor. We pray for our man of God. It is mandated that we honor and that we love and we esteem our pastor. Galatians chapter 4, 13 through 16 says, But ye know that because of an infirmity of the flesh, I preached the gospel unto you the first time. And that which was a temptation to you in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected. But ye received me as an angel of God. Even as Christ Jesus, where there, when then, where then is that? Where is then the blessedness ye spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Hallelujah! Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Paul said. I preached the gospel to you the first time, and you accepted it, and you esteemed what I said. You honored what I said. You loved what I said to the point that even you would pluck out your eyes if I asked you to do it. He said that's how you ought to live even now. Even now after years of living for God, that's how you ought to esteem the ministry. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 12, verses verses 12 and 13 it says and we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves esteem them very highly esteem them very highly first timothy five seventeen through 19 says let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor of double honor of double honor I have a pastor that is worthy of double honor I have a pastor that will pray for you at the drop of a hat he's there every time you call him If he misses your call, I guarantee you he'll get back to you within just a few minutes. A man of God that loves each and every one of us sitting on these pews. Hallelujah. A man who is worthy of double honor. You could say, well, Brother Brandon, you're just up there just scratching his back. But you want to know something? If you've got that attitude, I am sorry. But I love my pastor. And I honor my pastor. And I, I esteem my pastor and his opinion over everything. Hallelujah. Praise God. Especially those who labor in the word and in teaching. Verse 18, for the scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn, and the laborer is worthy of his reward. Go on, Brother Josh. I have, the, I have the English standard version in my notes here, and it's not going together. Against an elder, receive not an accusation. I will not tolerate anyone talking about my pastor. I'll say it again. I will not tolerate one person raising their voice against my pastor. It's Bible. Hallelujah. It's Bible. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13 and 17, one more time, says, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Why? Because they watch for your souls. As they must give account that they can do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. When I reach heaven, and I'm standing beside my pastor and God asked him did you tell him everything I told you to tell him and did he obey everything that you told him I want him to be able to give account with joy hallelujah 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 I'm almost finished and I know this sounds like I'm coming down on the church But this is not That is not where I was headed. I want to go at all I just wanted to lay a groundwork For where I'm headed right now I just have a small story to tell you Of a young man Who had an opportunity laid out before him And he prayed and he well somewhat prayed but he didn't bother talking to his pastor said he's too busy I don't want to bother him and made a decision and moved on with that opportunity without talking to his pastor distanced himself from his pastor the opportunity went okay for a couple months. After a couple months, the young man found out that things were starting to go all wrong. The finances weren't there like he thought they were going to be there. Things didn't pan out like they ought to have been. It seemed like everything was just falling out from behind him, underneath him. He didn't have any money, so guess what he decides to do? He decides to go buy a vehicle. Still, he won't talk to his pastor. He won't discuss it with his pastor. Because, for one, he understood, if I go tell my pastor what I'm about to do, he may say, you know what, son, I don't think that's a very good idea. And I don't feel like you ought to do that. He knew this in the back of his mind. But yet he went on with it anyhow. He went ahead with that decision. Just about a month later, he finally decided, you know what, I might want to go talk to my pastor because things just don't look good at all. And I need to make a move to get out of this situation. I've got to do something different. So he consulted his pastor and asked him about this next opportunity and and his pastor agreed with him it was a a better opportunity and he went that away and seemed like everything was doing all right three months later things began to happen again in his life things around him just started being shaken up but yet he still kept himself at a distance He wouldn't go into the office and talk to him. He wouldn't even bother. He didn't stop necessarily praying about everything, but yet the prayers turned into a selfish prayer. Selfish, ineffective prayers. He began drifting farther from God from his pastor. The situation arose. The young man decided, you know what, I think it'd be better if I just withdrew myself from everybody and everything. And he stepped back. And he began, he wouldn't take any advice from anybody, really. He's just on his own. For long, those decisions that he was making, his family began being tormented with his decisions. Basically, he was selfish, very selfish. The worst mistake he could have made was to walk away and keep walking backwards, distancing himself farther and farther from his pastor and from his walk with God he was still praying mind you he was still spiritual in his mind he was still reading his Bible every day he was justified but yet there was a distance he said for a little while, this action of distancing himself seemed to fix some of the problems, and he didn't have to answer to anybody. But you see, this distancing didn't just stop with Pastor and with God, but he began having to distance himself from everybody else—his friends and his family. And before long, he began to become very demanding in every situation. If it wasn't his way, it was the highway. If it wasn't his way, we were about to get in an argument. We're going to fuss and we're going to fight about this. Remember, it's because he's distancing himself. From security. Until one day, he couldn't take it anymore. Until one day, he was sitting in a service, and the preacher began to preach, and the Holy Ghost began to fall. And God began as only God can do, begin to draw on his heart and upon his soul once again. Even though he fell. Let me tell you, child of God, the Bible says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, because when I fall, I shall arise. There's nothing in this world that can hold you down on the ground when you fall flat on your face. The quickest way you can fall on your face is when you distance yourself between your man of God and yourself. There is not a more dangerous place to be It wasn't the pastor's fault it wasn't God's fault and it wasn't situations fault that he distanced himself from the pastor and from security it was his own fault he made some decisions because it's what he wanted to do he made some decisions because nobody else was going to tell him how to live his life he knew how to live and he knew what decisions to make he was still praying and he was still reading his bible but i'll tell you something i was not anywhere close to hearing from god you've got to understand the only place of security in this world is with God and is with your man of God and if you allow something to become between yourself and your pastor it will destroy your soul Your life will become miserable. I can tell you this because I know firsthand. I can tell you this and I can preach this tonight because I was there. and I'm begging somebody else God is reaching for your heart and your soul you can't make it on your own you have to have God you have to have the pastor you can't make it on your own You have to have help to move the stone off of your well. You've got to have God's help. And your direct line to God is your pastor. Can we stand this evening? I tell you tonight, I came not aiming at anybody, but I came tonight to be the first one to turn to my pastor. And publicly say, Pastor, I'm sorry that I have allowed myself to get so distant from you too many times. And I need your help more than ever before. And I ask that you would forgive me tonight. let's pray tonight church I tell you something has got to break I am sick and I am tired of fighting the devil tooth and nail the first thing that he tries to do to any one of us in this church is to put something between you and your pastor every single time He will try his best, and he will do his best. I don't care how spiritual you are. You will face it. If not once, if not once, I can promise you, if you have not faced it, you will. And I'll tell you something. It is not an easy task. It is not an easy battle to fight. You cannot make it upon your own ability. You cannot. Let me tell you something. It will tear your family apart. It will tear your finances down. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how much money you are. have. I don't care how comfortable you are. God will take it all from you. If you will not submit yourself to himself and to his man hallelujah hallelujah if we can have our music come i think we ought to find a place to pray and search our hearts i'm going to tell you something the only way through it is if you're going to be honest with yourself and with your pastor and if you will find time I challenge you tonight to find your pastor and tell him how much you love him, how much you honor him, and how much you thank him for loving you. <sighs> Church, it's something we have to break. It's a personal, spiritual battle that you have to win. Your pastor can't fight it for you. You've got to do it on your own. But you've got to keep that communication open and available. Hallelujah. let's pray tonight let's lift our voices to God I have such a burden tonight lift your voices to him church let him hear you cry I can promise you no matter what you have against the man of God it's not worth it it's not worth holding in your heart I ain't got
1: Can we right now? Let's just love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. be. I'm not a brilliant man. I'm not an eloquent man. I just know that I need God and I want to do whatever He wants me to do. I recognize my faults, my failures, my shortcomings. They are ever before me. It's not a day that passes that I don't ask God to help me because I recognize my frailty. My weaknesses are ever before me. But that's another reason why I have a pastor in my life. And I have a man to whom I answer. And there have been times that sought counsel from him that I didn't really like the advice I got but I knew that he was watching out for my soul and I've submitted myself to him and I've never regretted it dangerous place that any of us could be is isolated isolated from the family of God, from the people of God from the man of God because that isolation starts pulling us away from the spirit of God as well we need each other we need each other We need each other. Hallelujah. We've got to have one another. Our relationship with one another is so crucial. Let us forget that. Let's love him one more time, can we? Everybody, let's love the Lord. Let's love the Lord. God's so good to us. God, you've been far better to me than I deserve. God, I'm not worthy of your blessings, God. I don't know why you saved me. I don't know why you called me.
2: But I'm honored, God. these guys teaching you are a bunch of hypocrites. I know that. I know that.
1: In fact, we're going to see as we go on through the chapter. I mean, he hammers them hard in this chapter. In fact, why don't you, why don't you accept an assignment and sometime this week. Sit down and read chapter 23 of Matthew. Did you do that? How many of you will do that? Read chapter 23 of Matthew. Uh, yeah, yeah. Take some time. Read the chapter. And uh, see just how hard jesus comes down on these guys i mean he says some strong things about them. serpents nothing but tombs they look pretty on the outside but inside it's just corruption and death he said some hard things about them. but too many times we jump to that point and forget what he said when he opened this message his introductory remarks were
2: I don't appreciate
1: the way they live but they are telling you what the word says listen to the word ignore the messenger but listen to the word God help us today let's lift our hands let's talk to him right now can we let's talk to him right now